Welcome to Stray Cats. I'm Logan. I'm Liberty. And we are... We're always tired, dude. Every <laughs> single time. It's so embarrassing. Um, to answer all of your questions, I'm I'm sure you have. Um, no, we're not okay. <laughs> no. Is anybody? Um Lowen has insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um I have been working tirelessly this week. Mm. Just a corporate girly. Yeah. In a corporate world. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are you about to say? No idea? No. It's been a minute since we've recorded. Yeah, actually. It's been about two weeks. Oh. Uh, and yeah, I've been excited to get behind the microphone again. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday I was like, oh my gosh, you could sit down and record an episode, like, for hours. For <laughs> then, hours. Last night I didn't sleep, so now I'm like, ugh. She just, like, doesn't want to be here. No. She, like, is so unprofessional. But, like, you know, no, you were professional enough to come. Yeah. On a it's Friday like, evening. It's like I'm too cool to be here, but, like, I'm here because, um... Everybody wants me to be here. Yeah, of course. Oh my god, poor Chuck's <laughs> not Um, yeah, I'm sorry, everybody, because we like said that we were gonna be proactive <laughs> and like schedule, um, an extra podcast, which we did. We technically were, um, but then my car broke down and I got stranded in the ghetto. So, I'm not poor Chuck. Stop. <laughs> Um, but I got stranded in Indiana for an extra day and I was like, I just literally can't edit this podcast. I couldn't do it. Mm -mm. Now when you witnessed an assault. I literally witnessed an assault. Can we get into that? Yeah. Okay. Take it. Let me set the scene. (laughs) Michael and I went to Michigan for the 4th of July weekend. Okay. And so we had gone the weekend before the 4th. Because that was when everybody was celebrating Independence Day. Um, And so we planned on driving home on the 4th. So that way we could have, like, the 5th. We took the 5th off so we could just hang out. Maybe go to the pool. Just be with the cats. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. After traveling, it's just, like, a lot. Um, So what we didn't think about is that nothing would be open on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And also... Michael's 2006 Honda Pilot has 260,000 miles on it, um, which he had gone to the mechanic to get it looked at the week before, and he spent like $300 or something on it. But they said it was good. We're an hour into the drive. We set up Serial Season 2, which has 11 episodes, and they're each like 45 minutes. And we were like, oh, this is going to be so good. Mm. We're 30 minutes in. The battery light comes on. Oh, and Michael's no. like, what does that mean? What does that mean? He's like, look at the manual. Look at the manual. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, pull that manual, and it's like the battery's not charging. And I was like, mm, perfect. This is great. This is great. Yeah. So he calls his dad as soon 
as we like kind of figured it out, we like I started looking up like shops. Nothing's fucking open. Yeah. Nothing. And we were in South Bend, Indiana. Now, you not being from Indiana, Mm-mm. do not know. No. South Bend is where Notre Dame is. All right. But as soon as you get off campus, it's like ghetto, like bad. Yeah. Not great. Not a great area. Crime. Not, not safe. No. Yeah. Crime is rampant. And so, um,. We get to this car X because it said that it was open online, which, of course, it wasn't. And then we're, like, calling everybody. My dad's like, don't stay in South Bend. Don't stay in South Bend. And then we're like, do we need to get towed? Where are we going to stay? Which, luckily, we were only an hour away. So Michael's friend was like, we can come and get you. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. But then while we're sitting in the car, no AC because the battery is dying. Um, this mechanic is out smoking a cigarette. Like, right outside the car wrecks. And we're like, oh sir, God. please, sir, help us. Mm-hmm. Michael goes up, and he's like, we're closed, but I'll, like, check your battery. He tests the battery, and then he has Michael turn the car back on. It was, like, at 80%. Michael okay. turns the car back on, and then the light comes back on. He's like, ooh, definitely your alternator. Which okay. I've, like, broken down on the side of the road from an alternator twice once Mm. in florida in the middle of the night on a sunday (laughs) so i've had very bad experiences with my alternator but Mm -hmm. luckily we like weren't stranded on the side of the road so i was like it could always be worse but it's like florida south bend same thing yeah yeah literally i was Mm -hmm. like we were in like jacksonville yeah i was like this is not not ideal not ideal and so the mechanic is like, we can't take care of it today. Like, you're going to have to order it. We're going to have to get the alternator. And then the warehouse isn't open until tomorrow at, like, 9 a.m. So, like, we're not going to be able to do it till the morning. But, like, we can set you up for the morning and we'll try and get it done by, like, noon. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, that works for us. Because what else are we supposed to fucking do? Yeah. We would have to get it towed to get somewhere else. And we thought about, like, would the battery last to get us back to the lake, which was, like, an hour, or back to Fort Wayne, where Michael's parents are, which is, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither of those options were feasible because we could end up breaking down on the side of the road. So we were like, I guess we'll just leave the car here. There's a Wendy's across the street. <laughs> and this was, like, a busy, like, busy road. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a main road. Um and so we were like, we'll come back and we'll give, we'll drop the keys off to the mechanic and Tristan, Michael's friend, will come and get us. And then we were going to go back to Fort Wayne that night and then his parents would take us the next day. Mm-hmm. Which, so the car situation was working out. Like, we were like, it's going to be expensive, but you know what? We're lucky. It could be worse. Michael's a little stressed out. I'm like, thank God we didn't break down on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. I had, to, I had to pee so bad. I had to pee so bad. So we go to the Wendy's. Okay. And there's another couple there whose car also broke down, but their alternator had to be, like, shipped in somewhere. Like, it was going to take a while. Okay. But their car was broken down in the car X as well. God. So they were talking to a couple at a different table, and then there was another guy next to them, like, adjacent, but he was, like, kind of, like, chatting with them. Oh, my God, I think I'm going to break. Hold on. <laughs> um so there's like five people 
just like sitting in the Wendy's and they were all chatty. So I was like, oh, nice. Like they're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and Michael, of course, was freaked out. And he was like, here, can you take my Apple Watch? Um, he like gave it to me like, like he was like giving me drugs or something. He was so sketchy. He was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can you like take this? I was like, sir. You think somebody's going to mug you for your Apple Watch? He was like so scared. And there was like, I mean, there was like an older white couple there and like the five people that were like hanging out, they were all black. But like, Mm -hmm. I was like, we're good. Like, I'm not scared that anybody's going to rob me. Right. Or take your Apple Watch. But he's like, can you put this in your purse? And I had, like, that, his work, my purse was, like, so heavy because I had all of his crap in it to protect him. Yeah. Me, yeah. Little old me. And you're just carrying. A giant purse uh, with a bunch of our, like, valuables. valuables. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. The five foot two, hundred pound, little Asian girl. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll protect. <laughs> I guess so. He felt safe with me. Um, so then after Wendy's, I was like, I kind of need a frosty. Like it's hot out. It's the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. I need a frosty. Um, so we get frosties and then we walk across the street to get into our car to like wait until Tristan comes to pick us up. Yeah. And because we had to get our stuff out anyways, our luggage. Um, and so then the guy that was like sitting with the five people, mm-hmm. one of them comes over and he goes to look at the late, like their car that broke down. Okay. And he like opens the hood and then a truck pulls up and like three people get out. And I think the, like one of the couples was like trying to help them. Like they were like, oh, we can drive you if you need to get somewhere. Like yeah. they were being really nice. And so they pulled the car up, their truck next to ours. Like this was the, the broken down car was in two spots to the left of us and then the truck was in between us okay and so they're like all just looking at the car and we're just eating our frosties waiting on tristan and this guy comes running across the street like screaming he's like what the fuck are you doing he was like fuck you fuck you you trying you playing with me you playing with me and he kept dropping the n-word and i was like i am scared i am scared he throws his wendy's cup like (laughs) into the into the grass and he comes running, like, behind our car, because we're literally right next to these people, and starts, like, yelling at the couple that's, like, looking at the car. Yeah. Which we don't know what's going on. I, like, shut my door. Michael shuts his door, and we're, like, no AC in the car. It's, like, 100 degrees. And he's screaming at this couple, and then, like, everybody in the truck gets out. So there's four of them, and then this one guy that's screaming at them. What? And he, like, keeps getting in their faces. And then he goes, and I'm like, do they have a gun? I don't know, because we're also in South Bend, Indiana. Oh. There's not really anybody else here. It was just us in this parking lot next to these people. The guy, the guy's screaming and yelling, and he goes to the mechanic's truck, like, in front of the car X, and pulls out a log, a log, <laughs> and throws it at one of the guys, like, by the broken down car. Jesus. And he's screaming. He's like, what? You're fucking playing with me. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. And then he goes and grabs another log, throws it at the truck. And it rolls down the hood of the truck. And the guy that owns the truck comes over. He's like, call 911. <laughs> to Michael and I. And I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. And this whole time, Michael is shaking. He's like, 
he's shaking so bad and i hope he doesn't listen to this because he's like if you talk about it on the podcast please like don't say i was like, like scared you can make me sound like manly i know because i will even i told his friends i was like he was literally so scared and i've never <laughs> seen him like that like me i was scared but also like i'm from indianapolis like one yeah. of the most dangerous cities in the country yeah it's like a Tuesday. Yeah, like I've been like downtown at the bars when there's a shooting. There was a bomb threat at the Doja Cat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've just yeah. I've seen it. I was like, he hasn't pulled out a gun. He threw a log. And so I was like, I guess he might not have a gun because he probably would have pulled that out by now. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And so he would have gone for the gun instead of the log. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you reach for like, how did he even find that? Michael thought he was going to pull out like a tire iron. I was like, yeah, that's true. He could have pulled something else out and so the guy yells at us to call 911 and we're calling 911 he's calling 911 and we had like give this lady all the information and we're like can you guys just get here because like it's kind of scary and we're also stuck in this car with no ac yeah trying to eat our frosties and we're scared for our lives and michael's peeing his pants he's literally peeing his pants like tears were welling in his eyes and i was like this is not this is not good for our relationship this isn't good for anyone no like we don't need to see each other in this state no uh, <laughs> no we did not and the fact that like we were parked literally right next to them too was like the worst part like yeah it would have been fine if we would have been a few spots over but the fact that like our we were at risk of like getting a log thrown at us right and yeah. we couldn't get out of the car we're just stuck in there and so the lady's like oh well do you feel in danger or like, are you scared for your life? And my, yeah. Michael was like, uh, uh. I was like, yes. <laughs> or she was like, Do you, is your life in danger? And I was like, maybe. I don't know. He's throwing logs. Like, what <laughs> What do you mean? Like, lady, send the fucking police here. Like, we need backup. We need backup. And finally, like, fucking five, five cop cars show up. There's, like, some sheriff. There's, like, the state police, like, oh South Bend. Oh, my God. Five of them fucking show up. And they're, like, the first guy goes and, like, talks to the guy that yeah. has been yelling. And he had kind of backed off a little bit, but he was still, like, hanging out. And so we were, like, yeah. I'm not getting out of the car because, no. like, who knows what he's going to do. Mm-mm. And they show up and they're talking to him, trying to calm him down. The guy's, like, dude, like, you need to chill out. And apparently he was, like, cousins with one of them. Okay don't really know um and then this one sheriff comes up and he sees michael and i literally quaking in our car <laughs> our little honda pilot we're like we don't belong here like we don't know them no <laughs> and the guy comes up to michael to michael's side and was like or what did he say he was like oh sir like can you guys tell us can you tell us what happened and so Michael was, like, telling him about the log and just how he came out of nowhere. And, like, we just were in the car, like, watching this all happen. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, okay, well, you guys are witnesses, so I need you to, like, write down your information. He's like, um, I live in Nebraska. Is that address okay? I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I live in Nebraska. <laughs> I was can, like, can you call me mom? <laughs> Michael, just, like, write it down. And as we're talking to this cop... Michael's friends pull up in the Chinese restaurant parking lot, literally directly across from us, like facing us. Yeah. And I look over and they're like dying laughing. And I'm like, we literally could have died. But like, thanks, guys. And Michael has to like go and give his keys to the mechanic. 
and like the mechanic had come out and i guess he was like dude i saw you guys were in the car and i called 911 too because he was scared he was like he felt bad for us i was like yeah should we get like a discount for this because this is not okay yeah it was insane and they ended up i guess well when we went back the next day to get the car they ended up um taking that guy like in and i think they were charging him yeah but i was like to hear that 911 call would be awesome so i actually might like reach out to the the county police and see if i can get it yeah but they did have um on their like log for the day it did say fight <laughs> at the at the address we were at there was a lot of there's a lot of activity on the 4th of July. So I was surprised I they got five police there. Yeah. But then I was like, three people called. Yeah. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was very scary. <laughs> and Michael did not like that I was like, oh, and afterwards he was like, or his friend was like, you need a gun, Mike. You need a gun. And I was like, you do not need a fucking gun. Like, we did not. We did not need a gun in that situation. No, and Michael was shaking so hard. That's what I his said. His butter fingers would shoot himself. I know. That's what I said. I said, <laughs> you were not. He was like, well, if I had a gun, maybe I wouldn't have felt that way. And I was oh, like, shut up. No. Yes, you would. <laughs> no, you are not made for the ghetto. You were probably- not meant for South Bend, Indiana. No, and he probably would have been even more scared if he had a gun. Because then exactly. he'd feel like he needed to use it. Exactly. Yeah. You do not need a gun. And then I was like. After, oh my god, I feel like I got a burp again. Excuse me, sorry. Um, but then he was like, no, like, I mean, he's like a good shot, but I was like, you were just so scared in that situation. Like, you do not need a gun. Like, maybe if they would have pulled out a gun and started shooting, I would be like, yeah, you need a gun. Right. We haven't been in a situation where you needed a gun. Right. My dad has always carried a gun, and he's never had to use it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I was just like. You do not need one. But, of course, all of his friends were like, you need a gun. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Mm-hmm. But I was like, um, I was the most, like, calm in that situation. So, maybe I need the gun. Yeah. But I am scared of guns. So. Same. <laughs> I'm around one, even if it's, like, not loaded. It's, you know, it's no, just it's terrifying. display. I'm like... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like shooting it. Every time, like, my dad wants to, t- like, have me shoot with them, I'm like, I'm going to, like, shoot a squirrel, and then I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Oh. I don't trust myself with one. Guns and they're, are like, so scary. they're scary. They're so loud. Yeah. The only time I've ever shot a gun was when um, I was on a date with this, like, Marine guy. <laughs> okay, and he was, like... Um, why don't you just like come over and we'll shoot in my backyard? And Who I was are like, you? Right? <laughs> I was just like, I guess that might be like fun. Like, we'll see it. Like, maybe we'll be together forever and this will be like a cute story. I guess it would be a cute first date. Right? Unless he was a serial killer and he fucking shot you and killed you. That would suck. But, <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> no. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I shot a gun. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, even when the safety was on. Yeah. And he kept trying, he kept making me like shoot because he was like, no, you got it. You got it. No, I don't got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. And I can't see where I'm shooting. Like 
my eyesight my eyesight's like not great mm-hmm. and i have teeny tiny arms and teeny tiny fingers so pulling the trigger is a lot of work for me right and then it like recoils Ugh, terrifying yeah and it's so loud it is so loud uh-huh. and like the headphone things are too big for me too so <laughs> yeah. i look like a five-year-old like at a concert like they got me way too big yeah headphones. i feel like we both have really small heads we do have small heads you have small ears one ear is bigger than the other no so this is my small ear yeah and this is my big Wait. ear. I can't tell. Oh. I can't tell. Maybe closer up. But I also have like little. Yeah. <laughs> I have little, what, nodules what at the top of my ears. What is that from? It's so, like you got um like cauliflower ear, but just in like one spot. I don't know. But. Did you wrestle as a child? No. Basically, I'm an elf. Um, Actually, I'm a fairy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have my sisters on my arm. Oh, I was like... My fairy sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But, what? Um... Oh, guns. Moral of the story, (laughs) um, we could not record, or we could not post the last podcast because I was indisposed, literally on the phone, with 911. Yeah. That was my first, like, true 911 call. I've, mm. like, only called, like, the non-emergency on, like, noisy neighbors before. Yeah. I've never... Well, I called 911 as a child on... Like, I was just, like, hey. messing around with my brother and, and dialed 911 was, like, I'm calling them C when he was, like, annoying me. And then I actually called. And I was, Did like, oh, up? shit. And I hung up. And then, you know, they called me back because... I hung up after I called 911, like, that sketch. Rude. And then I told them, like, I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> and then um, they had to send a squad car over because they needed to make sure. Oh. Right. So, anyways, that's the only time I called 911. Um, have called the non-emergency line. Yeah, it's, um, like, really long, like, painstakingly long. Like, they ask you so many goddamn questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, lady, just send somebody. She's, like, asking for the description. And Michael's like, uh, uh. And they're like, what race is he? And he's like, black. And then they're like, how old does he look? He's like, uh, 30, 40, maybe. Oh, my God. I'm like, give me the phone, dude. Why'd you call? Like, I should be the one calling. Yeah, you're, you're like... You've listened to enough true crime that you're like, okay, oh my God. this man <gasps> is black. He is probably five six. Like you know, approximately what I mean? five six, approximately forty years old, yeah. wearing a black shirt and jeans. Yeah, whatever. No, he should have let me do it. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. All the true crime I've listened to, mm-hmm. that's why I probably was fine. I saw him yeah. through the log. I was like, okay, <laughs> we might be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, also, he, like, probably saw that we were in the car and still has not, like, even tried, like, bringing us into it, which was good. But, yeah, why didn't... I should have been the one. Oh, God. Next time. Next... (laughs) Next time. Jesus. But, yeah, and then we ended up getting to, like, go back to the lake. (laughs) Because it was so nice out. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because we would have been driving home the rest of the day. Yeah. But we ended up getting an extra day at the lake, which was mm. nice. We love. <laughs> Merca. 
America. I used to tell people that my birthday was the 4th of July. Why? Because <laughs> my name's Liberty. Like, I would say oh. it as a joke, but then people, like, actually, like, one time I literally posted on Instagram, happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people commented happy birthday after I had literally reposted people's happy birthday stories for myself, a, like, month before. So I was like, fake fans. Uh, yeah. Fake fans. Right. Um, those are the people who just comment happy birthday on anybody's post, even if they're not friends. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even get tell it. most people happy birthday. I don't either. Like, I have 20 cousins. I ha- don't think I've told a single one happy birthday in the past year. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Not in Ooh. the same way. But it's like if I don't tell one, and it's, I, like, I think it's one of my cousin's birthdays today, actually. <laughs> I think it is. And I thought about, I was like, I haven't texted any of the other ones. So, like. Can't do this one. I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to keep everybody on the same level or else they're gonna get jealous because you're so cool i'm literally so cool i'm the only one with a podcast Mm. like i have to compete with my gay cousin like it's just so (laughs) hard out here Uh, yeah i think i'm the coolest out of all my cousins but i don't think they see it that way yeah um yeah i know i feel the same way because like i come from like a super catholic family so like they think it's cool if like you're super involved with like the church Mm -hmm. um but me personally like i am not Mm -hmm. and i also moved eight hours away from the rest of my family and like i haven't shown up to like the family events because like i'm just so busy right and i also have a bunch of tattoos (laughs) yeah so like i am the cool one Right. That's, like, pretty much the same with me. But not Catholic. I, I Honestly, most of my family is, like, non-denominational Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, megachurch? Yes. Mm. Um, and they really just value, like, the out- outgoing, like, bubbly but pure mm. personality, which one of my cousins really has. Yeah. And um, they just don't get me. Yeah. But, like, I'm actually the coolest one. Yeah. No, I feel that. Like, my family's really loud. So then when I'm around them, I'm, like, more quiet. Yes. And, like, I can't use my humor around them. No, I can't know? either. They so, don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. And they think I'm a bitch if like, I yeah, do that. So. Yeah. And also, it's just, like, weird, too, because, like, all my family, all my dads, well... Yeah, because I'm talking about my dad's side. So all of them are Asian, and they're all married to white people. So then all of me and my cousins are, like, a quarter Filipino. But, like, yeah, my mom is, like, kind of, like, an odd man out. It's, like, weird. It's real. It's a weird vibe. Okay. Um, Because, like, my dad told my family, like, a bunch of lies about my mom when she was, like, pregnant with me. Oh, my God. Because he cheated on her. Oh. <gasps> And so he basically was, like, telling them that, like, she was the bad person. So, like, they should be mad at her that she's pregnant with his child. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. So now they, like, and but now they're married. And they kind of, like, still, like, have this weird thing against my mom. But also because my mom's, like, crazy. Mm. She's just, like, a little (laughs) quirky. Yeah. 
But then it's it's just weird. But then you go to my mom's side and they're all white and my dad's like the only Asian. Yeah. And like they're kind of hillbilly. <laughs> so then he feels left out there. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see really all weird. those people all together. I know. It's very entertaining. Oh my god, I'm like dreading my wedding though. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird environment. Because, like, the Asian side, they're, like, they'll be, like, nice to your face and then, like, talk shit about you behind your back. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least that's, that's, yeah. It's, like, southern people. <laughs> you know how people are, like, oh, pe- southern people are so nice. Like, no, they're nice to your face. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about you behind your back. Right. Whereas, like... Yeah. coastal people like they'll just say it to your face mm. and i'm okay with that no um yeah some some of cam's family is um not not nice to <laughs> people behind their back it's like an asian thing i swear yeah like they're so mean yeah <laughs> and they're like so mean about like other asians too uh-huh yeah i hear about all the the workings of the um, Especially Asian in California, and too. There's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I mean, and they'll make jokes about white people, too. But, like, when they do it, my Lola gets so mad. She's like, stop it. When you make jokes about white people? Yeah, like when my, my aunts do. Oh, well, I make jokes about white people and I'm I white. Know. I'm like, Lola, it's okay. It's 2023. Like, yeah, it's funny. We're allowed to make fun of white people now. <laughs> I would say you're always able to but maybe not you know before 1960 or whatever yeah like where you could like literally be killed for like yeah or like arrested yeah no now it's okay like i always say (laughs) i always say like my era would have been like the 20s but like without racism you know like i would have thrived in that age but only if i was like white what decade do i give Maybe like seventies. Okay. You're just like chill, man. Mm. So maybe like sixties. That's well, no, they no, do drugs think, in every decade, but <laughs> no, I think you would be more seventies. Like if okay. you were in your twenties in the seventies. Okay, so like, um, what drugs were big in the seventies? Was it cocaine or was that eighties? marijuana weed. weed in the 70s Coke, probably because in the 60s it was like psychedelics yeah right? yeah some sort of psychedelic and then like, you would be like prote- protesting and shit yeah oh yeah 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 whereas me like i think i'd want to be like in a low-key like jazz bar like i'd love to be like a <laughs> jazz singer yeah in the 20s mm-hmm. or like a flapper yeah like making it by on my own mm-hmm. actually or no like i'd like marry a rich guy yeah but like a nice rich guy you know because like mm-hmm. pretty privileged so then you can actually get like a nice rich guy you know yeah like you don't have to be with one of the ugly ones mm-hmm like all the or the mean ones all the um white blonde girls in Cal- california yeah get together with the ugly old rich guys yeah yeah no i could get like a young tech guy mm. well not in the 20s no 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 tech didn't mm. exist maybe like um <laughs> i don't know what was big then i have no idea charlie chaplin 
<laughs> yeah, like um, like an old Hollywood guy. Ooh. No, that would be bad. Yeah, he'd be a dick. Um, honestly, I can't think of any good men from that era. <laughs> Ooh, but like, what if I was like with a musician? Oh my god, what if we were like both struggling musicians? Oh my god. No, actually, I'm too like materialistic for that. Yeah. But maybe I'm materialistic because in a past life, I like didn't have anything. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. I feel like in a past life, no. Okay, so this is um, a theory I've had for a long time. Okay. In a past life, I was definitely a midwife. Oh, I can I totally feel see that. It. Yeah, because you can like tell when people are pregnant. I feel yep. like you'd be really good at like guiding somebody through a birth. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I have a strong feeling I was a midwife in a past life. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Before that, maybe a philosopher. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I think that too. <laughs> about yourself? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm always telling Michael, um, do you ever think about, and then I'll say something weird. And he's uh, like, no. Yeah. No, you know what? I feel like I would be like an inventor. Because I'm always thinking like, I'm always thinking about like how things are made. Yeah. And like how like things come together. Mm. I could totally do that. Oh my God. But like I'm too lazy to do that now. It's yeah. just like subconscious, mm. you know? The, the gears are turning. Yeah, literally. Yes. Um, actually, not a philosopher. I would be like a pagan witch. Mm. I, I put that. I made um, a PowerPoint night, a PowerPoint night mm. with my old roommates. We did. I did one about our past lives. Yes. And I also said that I was a witch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also said that I was a psych patient or like somebody that was in um, <laughs> like one of the really old. Like asylum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that for me. <laughs> but I do see myself being like a, a mysterious, seductive witch that like people fear, but mm-hmm. they also want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or like the ones that like they're too scared to like burn you at the stake. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're actually scared that, like, you would curse them. Yeah. And I would. I feel like I would be the type that would get myself burned at the stake. Oh, really? You know? Just because, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, loosey-goosey. Like, I would just, like, <laughs> it would just happen. Mm. You know? I, I'd get too comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And even before the witch, I was probably a snake. I don't know why. Hey. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> why would you want to be a snake? I'm not saying I would want to, but I probably was. You think? I don't know. I guess you do have the characteristics of a snake. Oh, my God. Okay. This is why I tell people I have the fastest tongue in the Midwest. Ready? The fastest tongue? Uh-huh. Ready? <laughs> that was not even that fast. She just stuck her tongue out. You're like... I could go just as quick as you, bitch. It's like um, you know that game you play at camp. No, it's like I didn't go to camp. Okay, <laughs> that explains so much about you, Logan. There's a game that you play around the campfire, and it's like you're a murderer. So like, you pick one person to be the murderer, and they just like look at people and they go, "Oh yeah, to yeah." Kill you, and then like, and you have to figure out. There's a detective that has yeah. to figure out who it is. Yeah, that's um, what's that called? Oh um. 
I only know it as drug dealer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Call and then, that. And then, you know, there's a drug dealer and then there's like a cop. And then you guys played that as children? No, no. Oh. I I played this um <laughs> during rush and um for sorority. <laughs> Ew. Um and yeah. So if like the drug dealer like gave you the sign, yeah, like you'd be like, I got drugs, and then you know sit back, okay. like you're out. Uh, so you don't die. Like you were you were killed but like in this version you got drugs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting from the dealer <laughs> i can't believe you didn't go to camp no Ugh, that's so sad there's this like thing i didn't want to i was Why? socially anxious i know but sometimes it's like good to like go and like, my, yeah my parents you know? never wanted to pay for that anyways yeah it's expensive so like, I literally quit volleyball camp in elementary school because I was afraid my mom wouldn't pick me up afterwards. Oh like, God. I could not go to camp. Oh, my God. Like, I'd be afraid I would never go home. Yeah, like, you couldn't do, yeah, the overnight camp. No, I loved it. I think my parents only paid for it to get me out of the house. Cause, oh, you were annoying? Yeah, it was so annoying. But <laughs> I did, like, Girl Scout camp, which is cheaper than, like, a lot of my friends when I went, when I switched to Catholic catholic school they went to like the catholic camps oh yeah those things were so fucking expensive and i wanted to go so bad and now looking back i'm like why no they would have traumatized you and made you um like christen yourself with period blood to say that (laughs) you to confirm that you will remain pure until marriage oh my god did i tell you in the eighth grade i signed a card that i would save myself for marriage i'm sure you did i hear that from well, I don't know that many people went to a Catholic school, but like my one of my friends um, went to a Catholic school growing up and she said that they literally give they you a card that. and they make you sign it. And like it's fucked up. She also went to like this big like Catholic convention like thing for kids and um, like they just manipulate the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like she after that, she spent years thinking that she wanted to be a nun. That is terrifying. Yeah. Apparently, my dad um, went to the priest thing for, like, a few weeks, and then he, like, dropped out. But, like, he almost became a priest. Oh, God. And I'm, like, knowing him now, I'm like, Dad, you would be a terrible priest. (laughs) Like, the worst. Ugh. Yeah. I can't even imagine going through that school and, like, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, I'm, like, really good at, like, trivia about, like, mm. church and stuff. Like, religion. But then you look at it. Like, when I got to college and I was like, wait. Like, is everything I've been learning a lie? Because then you think, look at all these other religions. Yeah. So why do we believe this one thing? Exactly. Oh, my God. Michael's boss told him to watch this movie called Zeitgeist. Have you heard okay. of it? I don't think so. We're like, it looked weird. And I was like, I don't really want to watch this. And then the whole first five minutes is like weird music and then like pictures of space. But it's like literally from like 2001. So it's very low quality. And then it's this whole thing about how every religion is like all of these things like, oh, they were 
they died and then they were resurrected three days later or something and all these religions have like the same concepts yeah and they're like basing it on like the stars or something oh. but then they're like basically saying like <laughs> like she like a lot of this stuff isn't real and i was like mm. i was like michael i don't know if i like this it was really strange like they got into like the zodiac stuff and i was like okay i like learning about this yeah stuff. but then they went back to like how like these three stars were the three kings and like all this stuff was like not real it's giving cult yes it was like every religion is basically shit from the stars and i was like mm. so this is propaganda yeah and i don't like it no um yeah i i never believed in anything i learned in the catholic church ever when i grew up like as a child yeah in whatever like first grade or something i like literally asked my dad like um so how was the world made and he was like well you know um like god and i was like no but like how was it really made yeah <laughs> yeah like as a very impressionable child i still didn't believe in it well i like don't even believe in anything i'm like i right. think everything just like fucking appeared right honestly like i literally think everything just happened mm-hmm. and then you go through like catholic school and it's like if like god had control over everything then like why do so many people like die exactly like you know what i mean yeah it may like why are there like hurricanes killing hundreds of thousands of people and like war like all these things that are really bad and they're like mm -hmm. no it's just like humans being able to make that choice and i'm like i think people just do whatever the fuck they want and some people believe yeah. like they want to believe in god they can do that yeah i think if there was a god they completely abandoned us you know like mm. there's too much chaos i know for that to even like exist yeah and like i don't know it just doesn't make any sense and then it really you know, christians will be like it's because we're not worthy of understanding it completely, you know? I'm like... It's like some what? things are so godly that, like, we're not supposed to understand. And it's like, bitch, you've been brainwashed. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I feel like even me going through Catholic school for, like, six years, and even before that, I had, like, Sunday school, and, like, my dad's super Catholic. Like, I mean, I believe in some of it, but, like, that doesn't mean I believe in all of it. Right. And, like... I just, there was one thing I was going to say, but now I don't remember. And what was I watching? I was watching something where they were, like, picking and choosing, like, phrases from the Bible. And they were, like, fighting with it. It was on Outlander. And the priest was saying Bible quotes. And then, like, Murtaugh was saying Bible quotes. And they were, like, fighting about it. And I was like, mm. wait, this is literally what you guys are all doing. Is like, literally taking words from this book that, like, we don't even know who fucking wrote. Yeah. And you're reciting that as, like, it's, like, the law. Mm-hmm. They really believe it is. I don't believe it. I don't either. I'm like, just be a good person and, like, you'll go to heaven if there is a heaven. Or, like, whatever. Be a good person and then, like, things will work out for you. No, my brother, because I had this conversation with my brother, remember? Yeah, in the way, car. Uh, yeah, in the car. And um, so I was, like, um, I asked him, like, so do you believe that like non-christian people even if they're like amazing like a perfect people 
do you believe that they'll go to hell still because they're not yeah. Christian? And he was like, yeah. <gasps> he was like, you have to um, accept that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Otherwise, like, God will take that as, like, your choice to yeah. not believe in him and therefore you go to hell. That is so awful. Yeah. To think that people that don't believe the same things as you mm-hmm. are going to, like, rot in hell. Yeah. That is so scary. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, one of my aunts was saying that. Because me and my mom are, like, the same. Like, she's, like, very Catholic now. But, like, we're both, like, oh, yeah, if you're a good person, like, things will work out for you. Like, yeah. after this life. And my Aunt Trudy was like, mm, no, like, I think you have to accept the Lord into your life. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll be in hell. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think religion is so weird. It is really strange. I was trying to think of a funny quote to say, but I couldn't think of anything. Wives obey your husbands. Oh my god. That reminds me of that Greek Orthodox wedding I went to. Yeah. Your marriage will be like a vine and you will grow. You will be fruitful. Like olives. Like olives. (laughs) That's also so fucking weird. What? Like, we are literally overpopulating and killing our planet because everybody believes that, like, we should have 20 million children. Yeah. Stop having fucking kids. Stop it. See, but the people who believe in that believe that us non-religious people are the reason why the earth is going to shit. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Because if we all just, like, hold hands and, like, pray to God, everything will be healed. Like, the trash island will, like, disappear if we just keep (laughs) praying that y'all, it goes away. Y'all deserve to be on Trash Island. We don't need to recycle. JK. Oh my god, I hate when Christians don't recycle. It's like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> like, that's like not even... God will transform my trash into holiness. <laughs> it's so bad. Or literally, I just like can't even fathom like Christians that are like super racist or like... right. It just doesn't make sense to me. No. Or, like, super ignorant. But yeah. But there's so many of them. And it's like... What? Yeah. How does that... Like, how can you, like, love everybody, but then, like, don't want black people in your neighborhood? It's just, like... Right. It's not... No. It's not adding up for me. Yeah. And it's, like, how in the Book of Mormon, <laughs> people who are not white... And have any type of pigment to their skin um, are considered dirty mm-hmm. and they have that darker skin because they um, are bad people and they've sinned in the past. Yeah. That's what Mormons. Which is believe. also crazy. Have you heard or like any of the music from the Book of Mormon? No. <laughs> oh my God, one of them. It's so funny. Well, it's just like makes fun of like Mormonism, mm-hmm. but like it's literally like something about we didn't or god didn't accept black people until 1970 something Mm -hmm. like in the song and i like thought that was the craziest thing and i had to like google it yeah i was like no it's true and they still don't 
I like the pure Mormons who are very much white. Yeah. You know, still, you know, secretly don't accept. I know it's so weird. People who are not porcelain. <laughs> so milky skin. Strange. Yeah. Milky. Milk. Milk. Um, From sucking God's teeth. <laughs> you know, because like Jesus came to the United States. <laughs> oh my God, I know. And they think like the Garden of Eden is in like rural Missouri. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so strange. It was, I, like, it's so weird that my whole Filipino family is, like, so Catholic. Yeah. And then you think about it, and it's like, you guys are Catholic because a bunch of white people came to the Philippines and forced our ancestors to convert to Catholicism. Yeah. Not, like, we were literally forced into this. Mm-hmm. It's called intergenerational trauma. Yeah. That's what modern Catholicism is. <laughs> it's called colonialism. Colonialism, yes. And they're just like, nah, we're Filipino and we're Catholic and we're proud. Like, no. White yeah. people aren't going to tell me what to do. Nah. <laughs> Wait, that just made me think. Oh, my God. Wait, earlier I said that all my cousins and I are quarter Asian, but we're half. Yeah, th- I was thinking that. And you didn't say anything? I was like, oh my god, that was like 20 minutes ago. I just realized that. Yeah. No, but all, like all of our kids will be a quarter Asian because we're all right. half, which is so weird. Yeah. <sighs> wow, we really just took a deep dive into like religion. And it's been 15 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. Um. <laughs> what else should we talk about? Well, what should we talk about? What, what is happening? I don't know. We just, like, kind of went on a rant. Oh, <laughs> uh, I go on a religion rant, like, every six months, so. Yeah. Maybe that says something about your trauma. Trauma or resentment I'm still holding. Yeah. It definitely does. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I literally couldn't go. My dad, if I was sick, my dad would still make me go to church. I'm like, why? I'm mm. literally sick. <laughs> and I'd have to go. But if we're still talking about religion, I was just going to say, like, after my sister passed away and she had died by suicide, Catholics believe that if you die by suicide, you're going to hell. Yep. And so my mom literally thought my sister was like going to hell and i was like mother like you were just listening to like a bunch of white men preach that she's going to hell like that is not real like that's just all in your head like that's Mm -hmm. just something that people are telling you and it's not real and then our priest literally came and like talked to her which i actually i think i kind of liked this priest actually i don't know i might have hated him who knows but he basically was like, no, like, she wasn't in the right state of mind. And that's why she's not going to hell. Like, she wasn't thinking right. And that's why. Right. And I was like, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, why are you still telling people that if they kill themselves, they're going to hell? Like, right. That's what I was talking to my brother about also oh God, on that drive. Because um, he, I don't know why he brought up suicide, but he was saying like 
like um oh yeah he was saying like um killing yourself is like so selfish and um you are deliberately like going against god and like destroying your perfect like body that he made your perfect body most people don't have a fucking perfect body well go on he said in the eyes of god everyone is perfect and that's why you shouldn't get tattoos or dye your hair or change anything about your vessel (laughs) um so he said that and then i had a long talk with him i was like but miles like you see that like in in that state of mind, um, you're actually most likely thinking that killing yourself is actually helping selfless, yeah, and helping people. It's like it's not a clear defiance against no. you know whatever you believe in, and so putting that kind of blame on people um, actually just hurts them more than helps yeah and like that's that's literally why they did it it was because you're blaming them for being selfish right Uh uh-huh yeah i think after she passed away i was so pissed off like we were all just pissed off at her because Mm -hmm. we were like why the fuck would you do that right you know what i mean because it's like doesn't make any sense but then Mm -hmm. you look at somebody's life and you look at all the fucking shit they've had to go through like an abusive relationship you're away from your family. You're mm-hmm. like, ha- she was addicted to drugs. Like You don't see any way out of your situation. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? If I was in that situation, I would have done the same thing. Same. Because, like, where's my family? Like, I mean, they have their own shit. So everybody has right. their own shit. So you can't, you don't want to put that on somebody else. Right. Yeah, because you also view yourself as such a burden when yeah. you're in that mindset, too. And I think also a lot of people don't get it. I think I've realized it, like, as I've, like, had depression, like, as I've mm-hmm. progressed and I've gotten it, like, like, not everybody gets, like, those suicidal thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've never had, like, even when I've, like, been so angry, yeah. I've never wanted to kill myself. Mm. And I think some people don't realize that that's, like, not how everybody thinks. Right. Like, some people literally, like, they think that's the only way. Yeah. But, like, me personally, like, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I do, I have a sparing amount of grace for people who, like, literally do not understand it, can't wrap their minds around it because yeah. they've never experienced it before. Yeah. I say sparingly, though, yeah. because um, they can say really hurtful things. But, yeah, like, you just, you can't really explain it unless you've been in that state of mind. Yeah. Because um, it literally goes against, like, you know, our instinct to stay alive. I know. Like, and it's that's so why, crazy. I think that's why people don't really get it. Because it's literally, like, it's a mental illness. Like, yeah. That's not normal to, like, not want to be alive. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's honestly insane. Mm-hmm. Insane in the membrane. Yeah. 
That made me think of something, but now I don't remember what I was going to say. Also, to Miles, like, <laughs> if we gave people the resources to, like, prevent these things from happening, to prevent people from getting drug addictions, to mm. give people access to therapy, like, things like that, maybe a lot of people would believe in God. Maybe there maybe. would be a lot more, like, kindness and, like, good in the world. But you know what? Nobody wants to provide those resources. No, because unfortunately, a lot of people believe that if you just go to church and read the Bible and pray and accept God as your savior, that you won't be burdened by those oh my God. Like, feelings anymore. Like the pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, like, like that mentality is like, so. If you're really struggling like that, it's because you're not letting god have enough space in your life no yeah this is intense (laughs) we were gonna play mash today oh my god literally (laughs) but i like this conversation so much more yeah because i do like talking about this stuff and i feel like this is one of those things maybe people are gonna be like "Mm, like yeah like, they're going to have opinions about what we have to say. And literally right. fucking tell me. Because that's, you know, that's fine. It's, yeah. This is a conversation that you are not present here for. Mm-hmm. Present. You are not here presently. Yeah. And I am capable of having, like, a civilized, like, um, understanding, you know, relationship. Or relationship. Um, conversation about this stuff with, like christians or whoever like i'm capable of that but honestly you're not here so (laughs) yeah like i think it's one thing to like be able to have a conversation about it and it's another thing to like change your mind about it right and i think it would take a lot for me to change my mind yeah especially well i don't know i'm probably i'm more christian than you are yeah like i believe in a lot of things Mm -hmm. but that's also just because of the way I grew And people, think about your experience. I think that's, like, the biggest thing. I always – I feel like I'm preaching right now, and it's really annoying. <laughs> but, like, you literally have a completely different experience than we do. Yes. I have a completely different experience than you do. Yeah. And you just have to be understanding about that. Like – Yeah. I mean, I do have a lot of very Christian friends mm-hmm. that, like, literally, like, read the Bible and do, like, Bible study. And I wouldn't say that's, like, my thing. Right. But I'm like, you do you, girl. Like, if that's what makes you feel better, um, I'll do my tarot cards. Like. Yeah. You go pray. I'll do my tarot cards. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That just reminded me. Michael's parents. Michael's dad got his tarot cards read the other day. <gasps> and his mom texted him. was like, it was so scaringly accurate. We're, like, in shock. And then I was like, wait, have them send me a picture of it. And it was, like, a humongous spread and i was yeah. like i don't know what that means Mm-mm. but apparently it was very intuitive wow um yeah i'm i would consider myself atheist but um yeah i'm capable of wait is atheist when you don't believe in anything or uh-huh. anything at all nothing uh-uh. okay um and, but, like, I am atheist, but I am also capable of understanding p- 
people's backgrounds and how that influenced where they are now. And I can also understand, like, their worldviews and how they move through life based mm-hmm. on, you know, what they believe in and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, well, you are a therapist. Yeah. So like, I. Kinda, those are the qualities that you should yeah. have. Yeah. Like, I deeply understand humans. <laughs> and I just. I don't shame people. <laughs> like, no. Um, like, obviously, in session, or even like if yeah. I meet somebody, you know, on the street. No. No, like, we're both nice. Just together, yeah. we're bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that statement. Like, yeah, I don't really understand why. Well, I... See, that's the thing. I what? understand why they choose to believe or do certain things, but... Yeah. Like, I just can't rationalize that for myself. Yeah. I know, because you, like, start to try and put it together, like, logically. Yeah. Like, I was like, I like to see how things are made and how mm-hmm. things come together. And I don't see how that has come together. Right. Like, certain aspects of religion. Right. I'm like, I need to know context. And if there's no context, I'm like, wait, so we, we've just been, like, repeating the same things and just interpreting it. And then telling people that, like, that's the way that you should live. Yeah, like, where's the peer review, you know? Yes, yeah. I don't think the Bible is peer reviewed, you know? That wasn't a thing when it was written. But, um, yeah, no, I'm also just naturally more analytical. Yeah. So that also plays into my worldview. I also think it depends on, like, the things you've gone through and how you've handled it, handled it, like, your trauma. Like, my parents, after Annie died, became, like, way more religious. Like, mm. like relied on, like, the church to, like, help them. Yeah. And I, like, fucking hated the church after that. Like, yeah. I was, like, um, people are always, like, God's plan. Like, God has a plan for all of us. Like, no, God didn't plan for my sister to die at 25. No. Nobody plans for that. Like, no. And then how can you, like, go back to church and be like, yes, like, God has a plan. Like, no. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No. No. That's not normal. No. Yeah. I tried for a long time to, like, you know, view my own trauma as, like, you know, like, what's the meaning behind it you know like it happened for a reason like what nothing happens for a reason honestly i feel like that ambiguity hurt me more than my mindset now which is that like traumatic things don't happen for a reason they don't have any meaning no Um, wasn't influenced by a higher power like it just happens because humans are messy yes it's so true. So that's my mindset, and I find that more comforting than I, anything. Yeah, yeah. I literally hate when people say everything happens for a reason. Like, no. Mm-hmm. None of this shit happens for a reason. I just feel like that puts 
I don't know. For me, I felt like that put more pressure on me mm-hmm. in some way. I can't really explain it. But yeah. Yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, this means that I have to do like something right. better is happening. Like I need to keep right making these things happen. I feel like accepting that, you know, whatever trauma you went through um, happened for a reason. Yeah. Um, kind of allows it to define part of your life yeah or define your whole life and i don't find that healthy oh god no Mm -mm. because then it's always just like part of your identity yeah which is so strange yeah but i really do find like comfort in like the idea of like manifestation Mm. like lately i like romanticizing your life yeah. Like, I love that people are, like, doing that. Because I think it's, like, the main character energy. Honestly, yeah, TikTok is so good for your mental health. And I'm going to keep saying <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, because you find, like, community and also, like, I don't know, understanding. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't... I don't view romanticizing your life as like manifesting i feel like it you don't you don't think so no i think romanticizing your life is just changing your own perspective like and mindset yeah um so i don't know i because like yes i'm atheist but that doesn't mean i you know think the world is evil and yeah like um you know, like, I'm miserable all the time. It's, like, the fact that I feel like nothing happened for a reason, nothing's happening for a reason, like, nothing matters. Like, that, I feel more freedom to just, like, make, I don't know, like, enjoy the time that I have on this planet. Yeah. You know, it's, like, nothing matters. Like, do what feels good to you like live yeah. a life of pleasure while yeah. also you know we do live in a society that requires certain things of us yeah like so do those things but do the bare minimum yeah so that you can enjoy the life you have you know that's my mindset that's literally my mindset yeah but i feel like i, I keep bringing this all back to like annie dying but mm-hmm. i literally think that like my whole perspective on life and just my personality has just completely done a 180 yeah because like that trauma of like have losing somebody and just being like wait like i have no control mm. i have no control over anything in my life and like my before then i was like i'm going to get married right after college i'm going to pop out three children right after that i'm going to start my own business like i had this mm. whole plan yeah of like what exactly i was gonna do and how i had to do things or else like i wasn't like a good person i i mm. wasn't fulfilling something yeah that like who fucking set those who set that for me like who set that line for me and it like it was me like i was doing that yeah nobody told me that i had to do that so then after annie died i was like wait like I have no fucking control. Like yeah, nothing around me like is in my control. I cannot plan when I'm gonna have kids. I cannot plan if I'll be able to have children. So like, why even stress about it? 
So now I'm at this point where I'm just like, like, nothing really matters. <laughs> Which, I mean, it does, but I'm definitely, like, way more chill than I was before. And I was, like, super, like, opinionated, and I was, like, so political, and I was so, like, stubborn and strong-headed. And now I'm just like, I mean, sometimes I'll get a little political. But, like, yeah, I'm definitely, like... <laughs> Honestly, like, you do you, I'll do me over here, and I'm just vibing. Yeah, it's, like, I think I mentioned this before in the podcast, but it's just, like, some, at least for me, I just reached a point that felt like rock bottom, and it just, I just realized, you know, like, either I like give up this control that I literally don't have yeah anyways or I kill myself yeah and so I chose the former yeah to just like literally give up yeah like nothing is that serious no it's not like these decisions that you know I don't know like older generations or like other people view as like super super important and blah 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 are literally just like constructs yeah that never existed before you know we you know developed into the society we are now so it's like that shit isn't that serious no me thinking stop worrying no live your fucking life there's no reason because all it does you just wallow Exactly. You do nothing. And you bury yourself in this deep, dark hole for no reason. Because you don't have to live there. No. And you know what? That affects the people around you. Like, yeah, you're like putting it more on other people when you're like doing that. So when you're Mm -hmm. carefree, like more people are going to want to be around you because like you just have that that light, that air around you, the aura. Yeah. It's like you know stop overthinking things um give up like and just live your life for you yeah um yeah yeah i just i don't see the point in <laughs> going above and beyond like for anything that i don't care about yeah. that people like kind of expect of you yeah um at least I grew up with that message. Like, you have to put, like, all this stuff before you. Mm-hmm. And you need to go above and beyond to yeah. prove yourself. And that's a miserable way to live. No, it is. And it is. You know, it's like, who are you even living for? Not yourself. No. And then why are you here? You're here to live for everybody else around you? Like, you're here to, like be miserable um (laughs) you're here to be miserable um trying to please somebody that you don't even know is there right trying to please somebody you don't know is there trying to like i don't know like fucking contribute something to like this capitalist society and then you die yeah and you have nothing. Then what? You have no happiness to show for it. You know, like yeah. 
your life was miserable like no people that like focus so much on their career like i used to be like i have to be so successful Mm -hmm. yeah like why did i think that and you know what it's because my parents told me that you need to go to school and you need to be the best of the best and you need to do all of these things and for what right so i can make a ton of money and so that way i can keep contributing to this capitalist society or that i can save for my retirement i'm fucking 23 years old and i'm saving i have a 401k (laughs) that is not normal that is not okay that is so annoying that Mm -hmm. i'm putting money towards that like i don't want to live that long honestly like i don't want to no yeah so i don't know i find more comfort now just like committing to doing the absolute bare minimum i have to in order to like you know semi thrive in this society and live you know put more energy into things that i enjoy and like living a happier life yeah you know living my life for me because there's there's literally no reason and honestly a lot of people especially older generations you know definitely think i'm lazy for saying that but it's like i'm sorry i don't want to hate my life like you do literally i do not want to grow old and look back on my life and be like wow like that sucked yeah like be sad that you didn't do something and like um that you lived your whole life for whatever job you have yeah you know it's just not worth it no it's not mm-hmm. that's how you become a bitter person who resents their children um those are the same people that blame everybody else except for themselves exactly like if you just would have given up everybody would love you yeah be like us just give up give up um do the very bare minimum the bare minimum is key because that's all you need to do honestly you don't have to you don't have to work longer days you don't have to take on responsibilities that aren't in your job title like stop oh no i live by that like sure maybe you're not your boss's favorite but like you're doing your job and you're doing exactly what you got paid for and not more yeah and that's all you need to do and that's all you should do yeah like at the end of the day i'm clocking out at 5 p.m and i'm not staying later even if you know, my boss wants me to get something done. Oh, no. Because my work day is done. I'm only required to be here until 5. Bye. Bye. Like, this company is not my life. Oh, no. I literally don't care. No. Don't care. Yeah, I'm always like, I want to be a housewife. And then I'm like, wait, then I'm going to have to take care of children. (laughs) Like, I don't want that either. I literally just don't want to do anything. I just want to, like, travel and Mm -hmm. hang out and be with my cats and, like, watch reality TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally just prioritize your own pleasure. Yeah. And pleasure is not just sexual no pleasure is anything that brings you joy 
also stop hanging out with people that don't bring you joy because like exactly you're really just contributing to like a shittier life (laughs) yeah and it's like you're not winning any awards for like being no being friends with people that nobody likes oh my god that's another thing too like do you expect a gold star for all these good things that you're doing like all these things that you think that somebody's gonna recognize you doing yeah like god's not gonna give you a sticker like sorry you don't get an award or a good job sticker for um or a nobel prize for uh being you know continuing to be friends with this person that nobody wants to be friends with because (laughs) they are terrible to other people yeah like you don't get a fucking award for that so stop no like honestly i look down on you yeah for real (laughs) Just be selfish. Very selfish. But not too selfish. Right. Don't kill yourself. Yes. I guess that's not always selfish. I think the overall message is don't be too selfless. Mm. Preach. (laughs) I feel like we're literally on a soapbox right now. Right. Sorry, go on. Go on. Were you selfless? Or were you selfless? <laughs> Wait. Oh, I just the were you silent or were you silenced? Exactly. God bless Oprah. Anyways, that's our life philosophy. Um, if you, <laughs> how long is this? One hundred and twenty. Wow, one hundred twenty minutes. We're not playing mash this week. <laughs> No, we can maybe do that next week. We just, like, really just wanted to share our thoughts on life, our thoughts on religion. And you can take that with a grain of salt, honestly. Um, Please. This is our podcast, and we're going to say whatever the fuck we want because (laughs) we don't care. We're doing the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the jazz we heard last night it got you in the mood <laughs> honestly i didn't even listen to the music i was just vibing i know we were like hanging out i was just like um vibing and also like just living for the environment living for how creepy i felt the children were oh my god they were so weird the family behind us literally had six children and they were all like blonde haired blue eyed (laughs) terrifying very aryan um and there was this one baby with a green jumpsuit oh my god he just like at one point he touched my back (laughs) because he had like a ball that he threw like near me and i was just like (laughs) so freaked out <laughs> it was so fucking weird i'm like why bring your children here like they literally needed a fence yeah they could not keep track of all those damn kids no children already freak me out but like especially when i'm high oh yeah when i'm high they're like aliens when that baby had six veggie straws shoved into his <laughs> mouth and he made eye contact with me i like i started to like have a panic attack i was like i don't i don't know what's your, happening your life flashed before your I, eyes i was scared i was very scared yeah it's not it's not okay Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i also wonder how many parents 
around us were judging me and Michael for vaping. <laughs> Stupid. We're literally out in nature. Right. Nature. Yeah, um, but can I just say my nose was so fucking itchy. Oh, my God. For, like, the yes. last hour. I, like, I haven't been out in, like, the grass and trees in, like, years. My nose was so goddamn itchy. I wanted to die. Like, I was, like, concerned that, yeah. like, there was a bug crawling up in it. Same. But my nose was itchy, started becoming itchy the second we sat down. I thought my nose was going to start bleeding because I was itching it so much. I know. I thought I looked like I was tweaking. Like, the people <laughs> around us thought I was, like, right. I had just snorted some coke. Like, I was, I like. I didn't see anybody else itching their nose, either. I know. That it's was just us. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Did my, Was Michael's nose itchy? Did he say anything? I don't think it was. I don't remember him itching his nose. It was so strange. Yeah. And there's a shit ton of people. I haven't been around that many people in forever. Yeah. There were middle-aged women dancing their little hearts out. Literally just standing by themselves. Yeah. And babies just getting all up in your business, looking at you like little aliens. Dude, if my kid did that, I'd spank the shit out of him. Like, stop. Leave these people alone. Mm-hmm. And the dad's sitting on his ass yeah, while, well, like, the, the well, mom was running around carrying three children in her arms while another one was running, touching another person. Like, yeah. <laughs> not normal. <laughs> Like, don't have that many kids if you're not going to take care of them. Sorry, I'm just, like, really passionate about that. Like, yeah. don't have kids if you can't take care of them. Put them on a leash. Ugh, Put love them a in leash. a cage. Yeah. Anyway. Should we do Cat Guru? Mm-hmm. We've been talking for a minute. Honestly, surprised we had that much content. I know. Just from chat. Yeah. Literally, the only story we told was... Your car story. <laughs> that was a long ass story, so I apologize, everybody. But you needed to know every single detail. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Behemoth, our last cat guru. Everybody, look up his Wikipedia. It's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. His occupation: demon. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Okay. We got this new week's one. cat guru is Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet? Yeah. He's sitting on a counter with a bow tie on next to a, a bell, and it says ring for strokes. Um, that sounds sexual. <laughs> ring for strokes. Oh, my God. I'm having trouble finding him. Oh, here we go. Ugh. He's so cute. He looks like pork chop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hamlet. Life on the streets was tough for this rackishly handsome marmalade tabby. Until he landed the job of a lifetime. Hamlet took up his position at the front desk of New York's historic Algonquin Hotel in August 2017, following the retirement of his predecessor, Matilda, parentheses, amid rumors of diva-like behavior, end parentheses. His duties involve greeting guests, posing for photos, and receiving belly rubs. Oh. That's my dream job, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Cal looks so cute. <laughs> His tail between his legs. Like a little baby. Oh my god. Okay. Himlet says, greet everyone as if they were your friend. 
and soon they will be. There is... I can't read. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Take your time. Take your time. There is special providence in the fall of a sparrow. What? Don't get that. (laughs) Take pride in your work, even when it seems insignificant. Oh, my God. Sure. Yeah, literally take pride in doing the bare minimum. Yeah. That's what Hamlet says. That is the mantra of today. I feel like, and this might be biased because I'm the one saying this, but I feel like the best advice I could ever give somebody is to do the bare minimum. Yeah. Because life isn't that serious. It's not. And if it feels like it is, that is a social construct. So, um, thank you for listening to our soapbox rant. (laughs) Um, soapbox scaries. Soapbox scaries. Oh my god! Like this will definitely send you guys into spirals. Yeah. Um. Anyways, like and review our podcast. Rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Mm-hmm. Follow us on TikTok at Stray Cats Pod. And then Instagram. Instagram at Stray Cats Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank um, you. This is your weekly reminder to fuck your boss. Do the bare minimum. Fuck your boss. Tell oh. your boss to fuck off. Actually. Fuck your boss. Fuck society. And do the bare, bare minimum. Yeah. I thought you were literally telling them to fuck their bosses. I mean, if you want to. Mm. Bye. Bye.